Welcome to the Ready, Set, Transform podcast, where you have a seat at the table with CEOs, industry leaders, and tech experts. The topic, business transformation. No sales pitches or marketing talk, just real stories from companies of all sizes and industries. You'll hear business executives' inside view of their company's transformation journey. They'll share examples and concepts that can help you and your business thrive. Get unique perspectives on how leading companies tackle the biggest challenges facing businesses today. Ready, Set, Transform is brought to you by Rise with SAP. Welcome to Ready, Set, Transform, presented by Rise with SAP. I'm Bonnie D. Graham, and we have an interesting show for you today. Let me give you a little bit of background here. Cloud computing, you've all heard of it. Well, we're just calling it cloud now because it's been around for a while. Guess what? It has transformed our lives in every way. You may not know it, but it has. It's everywhere. We, you, I, we all use it to listen to music. We buy products. And you know what? At a bigger level... It's used by companies to run their entire operations. That's what we're talking about today. I have a quote from a 1969 song by the wonderful Joni Mitchell from the album called Clouds. I thought that was an interesting way. And she says to look at this, she says, I've looked at clouds from both sides now, from up and down, and still somehow it's cloud illusions, I recall. I really don't know clouds at all. Well, Joni Mitchell, wherever you are, I think she's in Canada somewhere. We're going to clear that up for you today because, yes, indeed, there are different types of clouds for business. Now, our listeners to our global audience around the world may or may not know all of this. And if you do, don't yawn and say, I know that already. What are you talking about? Well, we're going to hone in on one particular type of cloud. But just for level setting, public cloud is for companies that use a shared infrastructure to set up their cloud environment. Shared is the key word. Now let's go to private cloud. It's for a company that wants to set up its own infrastructure in the cloud. Think of that own versus shared. All right, now we have two types. Then we have hybrid. Oh my goodness. For a company that wants a mix of public and private cloud. Joni, I hope that sets it up for you very nicely. So today on Ready, Set, Transform, we're talking about public cloud. And we're going to explore its value from scalability. Any company wants to scale, right? You want to grow, you want to get bigger, you want to have a bigger reach, you want more growth, you want more income, yes, and cost savings. Very important today. We're going to talk about improved business outcomes and shorter innovation cycles because every company should be aware by now from listening to this series and my guests are nodding. Yes, they are. I'm on on Zoom with them and I can see they're nodding and saying, yeah, innovation is a real key to growth and to sustaining a business as well as sustainability. The roundtable today is a must listen. If your company, your organization, your business needs to understand whether public cloud is a fit for your enterprise. I have headlines from three, I'll just call them Headline-making CEOs that will emphasize this. Satya Nadella, CEO of Microsoft, said, Public cloud computing is a game-changer that is transforming the IT landscape, enabling companies to be more agile, more scalable, more cost-effective. I think we nailed all three of the top goals of any CEO. Then I have a quote from Andy Jassy, CEO of Amazon Web Services, known as AWS. He said, the public cloud has unlocked tremendous innovation. There's another key word, making it possible for businesses of all sizes to access the benefits of cutting edge technology. All I can say is, wow, these two statements really nail. And I have one more from Tim Cook, of course, CEO of Apple. The public cloud has the potential to transform every aspect of business from the way we operate 
to the way we serve our customers. I think those three quotes and, and it was an ensemble of wisdom about what the cloud can do. So join me as we talk with Pamela Chance. Pam, wave hello for the video. We are recording this at SAP and Len Harms at Rising. Hello, Len. I'm going to ask them for their take on the world of public cloud. And we're calling this episode, Is Public Cloud Right for My Company? I'm Bonnie D, and we are here and so happy and welcome again to Ready, Set, Transform, presented by Rise with SAP, and doing a shout out to the showrunner for this series, Lucas Escudo, who is with us in the background, and he's virtually, invisibly waving hello to all of us. So let's go around the table and get some introductions. Pam Chance, you asked me to call you Pam instead of Pamela, so we're good friends by now. Pam, Mm -hmm. I'm putting you on speaker view for the video. Would you please... Introduce yourself, Pam. Tell us a little bit about your your history, your background, what you do, but most important, what's your passion for the cloud and why are you here talking to us today? Welcome, Pam. Thank you. Yes, my name is Pam Chance. I'm out of the Dallas office. I have 30 years experience in the consulting services business for software. And that includes, I started out at SAP as a financial consultant. And the reason why I loved being a financial consultant was I really loved engaging with our customers and helping them transform and realize making their business businesses better. And that is still the case with what I'm doing today. I am the VP of our Center of Excellence for our public cloud solution. And the whole nature of my team's job is to evangelize public cloud. And that's really exciting. And what that means is evangelizing it with our sellers and helping to support our sales execution, but evangelizing it with our partners and with our customers and really highlighting the value of cloud solutions talking about how to empower workforces, how to make sure that we're running more efficiently, how to realize key business outcomes that are needed in a company. So I'm excited uh, to be here and I'm excited to talk about public cloud today. Thank you. Thank you, Pam. Very, very impressive background and your title says it all what you're doing today. So thank you for joining us. We always appreciate when we get really busy people at the top of their game, (laughs) taking the time to talk about this. And I love the way you use the word evangelizing, different from promoting, different from selling, different even from advocating. There's a, isn't there a power to that word, Pam, of of talking about something in a way that's positive and enthusiastic and benefit-driven? Am I right with that? Absolutely. And that is the key of our role is really driving those positive benefits, really connecting with our customers and ensuring that they understand the value and the power of the solution and how we can help them run their businesses better. Thank you. And and today we're talking to companies, organizations, businesses, enterprises, firms, you name it, around the world, beyond the world of SAP. So we're going to be addressing our, our discussion statements to companies that may not be on board yet with any cloud solution. Oh my, are there still laggards out there? On that note, I'm going to introduce our second guest, Len Harms from Rising. I'm so happy to meet you, Len. I've spoken to on this series and other business series I've done for SAP, several other people, executives from Rising. So I'm delighted to meet you. Len, putting you on speaker view, would you please do me the honor? Introduce yourself. What's your passion for our topic? Len, welcome. So, Bonnie, first of all, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. And Pam, always good to be working with you. So I actually want to go back to your question of passion because I like that question. And I started out my career in facilities and logistics. So I was a manager in that. And I'm going to date myself. I have no hesitation doing that. I think my hair does that. Uh, I started 
in consulting in 98 after a business career. And as a matter of fact, when I started in uh, consulting, I didn't know how to log in my computer. And I was fortunate enough that the organization that hired me was, was an SAP mid-market company in Canada. They were looking for business expertise to bring in to the technology. And so I joined at a time where people, or sorry, organizations were looking to find a solution to Y2K. And there wasn't a lot of time left. Oh, I love your reaction, Bonnie. You'll have to tell me a little bit more. Just bear with me. So I, I see a lot of nods coming from Bonnie. So companies were preparing for Y2K. They didn't have time. They needed to move fast. And so what we did is we created this template and we would take this template and move it around. We were doing on-prem ERP implementations in four to five months. Almost unheard of. Almost unheard. Of. Now, now I'll fast forward many years. I'm working over at Rising now, and I have a. I'm responsible for seven teams. One of them is public cloud implementation. And what I'm seeing now is I can go back in time and take those principles, which is speed, template, fit to standard is is the term we use now. And what we're doing is we're helping organizations get there fast. But what we have now that we didn't have then is all of the capability that now comes with this new infrastructure. I like your quotes, right? Because those companies, Microsoft, AWS, a lot of their technology is enabling what we're doing now on the business side. Thank you very much, Len. I, uh, you, you picked up, for those of us who are listening, uh, my eyebrows went up, my smile was as wide as the screen, and I was in an aha, I remember that eureka moment of Y2K. Len, <laughs> Len, I don't want to upset you or shock you, but there may be listeners to this show who don't know what Y2K was, right, Pam? It's possible. It's like if you re- if you mention a, a, a singing star from the 50s or 60s and kids would say, what, who is that? Len, would you give us a brief definition instead of asking, and then I'll tell you why I reacted that way. Len, Y2K, what was it? Why was it a big deal to those of us who lived through it? Go ahead. Yeah, it was year 2000. And uh the challenge was a lot of our systems were built off of a 19 as the start of the year. And so as, as systems were moving into 2000, there was a you know global concern about are these systems going to be able to handle a 2000 as a year designator instead of the 19 with two numbers. And, and it led to, uh, I mean, there were a lot of books that went off on a panic state. I think fortunately everything was fine and we've all come through it. And that's why most people wouldn't have even remembered it. <laughs> I was I was a marketing director of a, uh, let's say, a mid-sized software development company on Long Island, New York at the time. And I remember all vacations were canceled just before that. I think we were working 24 hours a day around the clock to make sure that our customers had whatever it took just in case. And it was a just-in-case scenario where what if your computer system cannot roll from 1999 to designate the year 2000? What if the code was not set up? What if if it went back to 1901, what if it went somewhere else? And I even wrote a play. I'm, a, I'm an amateur playwright. I wrote a play about a couple that met online, and he had just come through Y2K as a consultant, and he made so much money that he was a new, nouveau riche because he was consulting with companies that were scared, and you know the word that follows that, and I won't mention because I'm nice, uh, about what was going to happen at Y2K. So it was a time of great consternation, wasn't it? Pam, do you remember Y2K? I know we're I do. What do you I, I remember do. about it? Go ahead. What I remember about it, I, I was a financial consultant 
And we were actually, I was right in the throes of it, helping customers implement to get ready for Y2K. And, and what I also remember about it, there was a lot of consternation about Y2K, but it didn't have as big of a, of, of a negative effect as we had anticipated. I don't know if that's because we did such a great job <laughs> in preparing companies for it. But yes, I have, I have great memories of, of Y2K. Yes, it, yes. We, we, those of us who lived through it, I just thought for, for younger people or somebody who was living through a, for a rock, uh, living under a rock, because now we're in uh, early spring, almost, I'm very optimistic mm-hmm. here. It's mid-February 2023, so this is 23 years later. That's two plus decades. Oh, my goodness. I'm just going to leave it there. <laughs> for those of us who've been in the trenches, we, we know this stuff. And this is part of our lore, isn't it? It's part of our history. It's part of what keeps us going in this element of what makes companies thrive and how do we all, how do we all get through these things that are, are world-impacting. Enough about that. Thank you for the sidebar about Y2K. <laughs> Len, you started this, and I appreciate it very much. So let's go to the next part of the show where I've asked my two wonderful guests, Pam Chance at SAP and Len Harms at Rising, to send me a quote from a fictional character from a movie or a TV show or a song lyric that is not about our topic, public or cloud, because I already gave a bunch of cloud quotes. And they're going to relate the quote they select to the topic in their own words. Pam sent a scene, very interesting, most people don't. You sent a scene, Pam, from The Princess Bride 1987 where Vizzini uses the word. And it's a wonderful word. It's a one word that says everything. And in a go, Montoya. So Vizzini's played by Wallace Shawn, wonderful actor. What a face. And uh, in a go, Montoya is played by also the, the marvelous Mandy Patinkin. And here is the scene. Vizzini says, inconceivable. And Montoya says, you keep using that word. I don't think you know it means what you think it means. <laughs> Watch that one. But sorry for the bad Mandy Patinkin, Inigo Montoya accent. Pam, what does this have to do with public cloud? Help me out here. <laughs> well, first of all, I, I love The Princess Bride is one of my favorite movies. It has the fantasy, a love story, comp, comedic. So it's just a movie that I watch on repeat. And the reason why I picked this particular phrase, inconceivable, is because it, you know, it means not capable of being imagined and unbelievable. There's two kind of meanings about this, this scene. Um, and, and what I think is, think about all the different things and how the evolution, we talked about innovation being such a cornerstone of, of our cloud solutions. And think about all the things that we have conceived. Uh, Lynn just talked about uh, the speed of implementations, and now we're able to actually, with our with our public cloud uh, solutions, companies are actually able to implement in weeks, in some cases, days. Think about how we've gone from um, uh, cars with gasoline to electric cars. Think about, and you can order something right today, and maybe in less than an hour, get the package right at your door. And, and so that's one reason why I thought that was really important as we talk about public cloud. The other thing is uh, the comment back was, I don't think you really know what that means. And so I know we're going to be talking about it around the cloud mindset. And, and so I think it's important that we really have a good understanding about what the cloud mindset means. We're going to be talking a little bit more about that. But those are the reasons why I picked this work. Thank you very much. And, and Pam, if we dial it back to the beginning of what cloud is, the idea of a shared environment where you're not looking at a server farm in the back of your office, it's up there somewhere. Somebody else is hosting it. It's cloud. The whole concept back so many years is 
was inconceivable, mm-hmm. right? Nobody, right? nobody really thought this mm-hmm. could happen. Who even wanted it? Who even knew? Maybe some said, gee, I wish we could, you know, get the latest in software and development, not have to keep upgrading and buying stuff and somebody would do it for us. <gasps> We have the cloud. That's what we're talking about. Thank you, Pam. I always love it when a guest picks that quote. It's at Wallace Shawn is one of my favorite comedic, comedic actors, and he's now a, um, a scientist, quite mad scientist, in the show Young Sheldon, which is a very, very well-written show. Anyway, we'll leave that so you know that one. So let's go to Len. You've picked a quote from Unbreakable. It's a song and an album title by Fireflight. I had never heard of them. They're an American Christian rock band formed in Eustace, Florida, in 1999 they play for the flicker records band and uh, the name was picked by dawn michelle who's a uh, part of the band and she just suggested the name and it has absolutely no meaning at all mm-hmm. and and i'm going to read the quote in a second but she said the band was out of control they were touring so extensively they were living off, off of a, in a van she said we lived together in a van while writing the new album and this put us in a pressure cooker all of the stresses were magnified because you're completely out of your comfort zone and it really does crank up the intensity of the writing we toured all of our we poured all of our hope our sorrow our anger our dreams and our fears into our music. And the single of this song, Unbreakable, was used in the promo talking about history, Lynn, in the Bionic Woman TV series. How many years and decades does that even go back? So here's the quote Lynn has picked from the song Unbreakable. And I listened to the song. It's, it's crazy good. It really is. Forget the fear. It's just a crutch that tries to hold you back and turn your dreams to dust. All you need to do is just trust I have chills. Len, help me out here. How did you find this lyric and what does it have to do with public cloud? We can't wait. Go ahead. It actually started with me personally. I I tended to be very early in my career, a very cautious, timid individual. And it was that opportunity I was given to move into business consulting that it it was such a dramatic change. And and my wife is, is the quintessential support partner. And, and we were talking and she said, you know, Len, I'll support you. And, and it was a really big, you know, I had young children and it was a big decision for me. And what I had to come to is I, I could sit and live in timidity and fear. And maybe I'll be OK, but that's not experiencing. And I really wanted to experience a lot more and I wanted to be bolder. And so there was a there's a fundamental change I made in my thought process that I'm going to be bold and I'm going to take this leap. And so I did. And and I'm ecstatic. Right. I've loved it. And I've coached my children on that as well. Now I'm going to take it into the business context, because even though we've been talking about cloud for a while. And again, I I mean, I could date myself and talk more about some of the Mm -hmm. technical uh, changes that have gone on. And Pam talked about some of these and inconceivable. Business is now being presented with cloud. It is viable, it is cost effective, and it has a lot of these things that even you know six years ago weren't there. Now it's there. It is conceivable. I love that word. Now let's look at what it means to business. It does mean a change. There's, there's aspects we haven't talked about yet. We'll get into them when we talk about speed, when we talk about fit to standard. And there's an aspect of anyone who's going to lead this kind of transformation in an organization has to have trust. They have to trust the process. They have to trust their team. They have to trust the technology. And then you have to move. 
If you sit back and just keep analyzing and looking and looking and analyzing, you won't move. At some point, you have to trust. It's, it's a little bit of an esoteric, but you do have to trust. Again, I'll come back to you. You have to trust your people. You have to trust your peers, your leadership team, the, the systems, the security, right? Yes, we do our due diligence, but we have to trust it and then move because it is here. There are a lot of advantages around it. And if you don't move, you're going to miss out on those advantages. So that's why I use that quote from both personal and business. Thank you very much for that. I appreciate that. What we try to do here on, on these shows, Len and Pam, is to present you as people, not just successful executives or, or business success icons. I consider you both in that category. I hope you appreciate that. Uh, you're, you're real people, and your passion is something that comes from the core of who you are, not just your business training and your business career, but, but the idea that as I said in the beginning, cloud impacts every one of us. We're all using it, whether we know it or not, or we're the beneficiary of advantages of those technologies. So it's here, and it's part of all of us, and that's why I like to present my guests as, as real people, and you've both done that, so thank you very much. We're going to move to the discussion, the real roundtable in the show, and I've asked Pam and I've asked Len to send me four discussion statements. We may get to all of them, but we will. We, if, if I don't get to read all of them, we will get them into the discussion. So here's what's going to happen. Pam, I'm going to read your statement number one. I'm going to read it, and I'm going to ask you to expand it. Not even ask you a question, just please expand it. Len, I, I rehearsed you on this. I hope you remember the lesson. I, Len knows what I'm talking about. I want you to move a little closer to the edge of your chair, Len. That's yeah. it. That's, per- that's perfect. That's perfect. And what's going to happen is when Pam finishes her three minutes of discussion, of expansion of this statement, Len, I'm going to ask you to agree or disagree with Pam. Now, Pam, you just hold on there because we're not sure what he's going to say. But what we're looking for is your POV, your experience, your expertise, your point of view on what she said, agree or disagree, seriously. And then, Pam, I'll give you a chance quickly to go back and rebut if there's anything you want to clarify that Len said. Len, it's not a one-word answer. I agree. Okay, the show's over. We're done. Everybody says yes, yes, yes. So we're looking for adding the value of your expertise to everything each other says. So, Pam, I will read the statement, and then I will ask you, and then Len, all right, here we go. Pam, statement number one. You said, the use of public cloud solutions is expanding particularly for companies leading with financial transformation and in service-centric industries, i.e. professional services. This is important to know, Pam, because we want to look at these trends. So, Pam, take it away. A couple minutes and then Len's ready to go. Go ahead, Pam. Absolutely. So, one of the core of any company is finance. And so, financial transformation has been the leading edge for our public cloud solutions There's a lot of commonality across industries. Companies really want to have better predictive planning and forecasting. They're looking at decreasing the number of days for their financial close. They're looking for better business insights to make more informed decisions about their business. And when you look at the businesses today, and we talked about some of the trends happening in our business today, we have a lot of companies who are really moving, growing fast and needing to transform quickly. So it's important that they have financials and have innovations related to those financials where they can make decisions quickly and elevate their business. 
Another key feature is regarding service-centric industries. And I specifically mentioned professional services, but we can also broaden that to media and some other service-centric industries. Specifically in these service-centric industries, taking advantage of the financial features of public cloud solutions, but also scheduling, project management, being able to activate their workforce to better execute the business plans is very key. And I see this trend continuing. We can talk further. I see the industries broadening, but this is where I see the initial catalyst happening with regard to our public cloud solutions. Thank you very much. Len, agree or disagree? What, where are you on this one? Oh, I absolutely agree. And I know Pam well, and I feel comfortable disagreeing with either people I don't know or people I know well. <laughs> Pam fits into the people I know well category. So no problem disagreeing with her. But in this case, I, I absolutely agree. Because if you look at the the core of finance, or sorry, the core of an ERP, it is finance. And expanding is really one of the things that, again, has been enabled by the technology. So on a business side, I want to take advantage of all these cloud, the, the benefit of cloud. And I wanna look for areas I can expand. And so you start with finance, makes sense. And now I can add on other things. Like I can add in my customer side. I can add in logistics. And more and more areas are becoming available. I'll, I'll reference back to, uh, again, back uh, 2009-ish. And I was in the utility sector and there was comments like utilities will never go cloud. You know, others can go cloud, utilities and public sector, they'll never go cloud. Well, fast forward, we now got security taken care of much better than we had. We've got data centers, and I know these are all technical things, but these technical things enable business. So we've taken care of and addressed the business concerns. That's why we can have expansion. And, and I want to introduce okay. one other point here. And I'm watching my three minutes, Bonnie, so feel free to interrupt me if I go long. There's one other aspect I want to introduce here. It's just a, a way that businesses should be looking at cloud. It's a journey. This is not a set and stop. You go in and you expand and you look for opportunities to expand where it makes sense for your organization and where you need the support. But it should never be viewed as I'm here, I've arrived. No, expand. I actually think expansion is one of the value props of that cloud infrastructure. Int very interesting. Pam, anything to say back to Lynn? I do have a comment, but Pam, you go first. Yeah, I, I just wanted to, to highlight, I love the fact that you mentioned that expand part, Lynn. I think that's really important. And I, I love the, the emphasis on it's a journey because it absolutely is a journey. Very interesting. And and for our listeners, our, our potential viewers, uh, to me, it's very interesting that this to me is is one of the cores that may not get mentioned, one of the values, that, one of the parts of the process of moving to the cloud that may not get mentioned. Yeah, we'll do this for you. We'll do that for you. You'll have this. You'll have that. You'll have speed scalability. But how long will it take? What will happen? Is it iterative? Is it something that we do in pieces? Do we do it in steps? Do we do it in segments? Do we do it in phases? Do we do year one, year two, year three? It's a journey. 
It's an mm-hmm. expansion. I think that's a key to understanding. That's the people side, isn't it, Len, that you have to understand? And Pam, the people mm-hmm. side, that it's not just going to happen, okay, let's just throw the switch. It's 2000. Mm-hmm. We have Y2K. We live through it. No, there's something going on. Oh, I'm sorry about that. And, and Len, that is a lead into your two statements, your first two statements that I'm not going to go through because I think we've touched them. You said uh, public cloud is a cloud mindset. And you've talked about that and you've talked about change management for implementation. Fine. So I'm going to go to your statement number three, Len. I think this is gets to, now we're getting to the benefits. You say in public cloud implementations, speed is a two-edged sword. It's a benefit, but it can be a challenge. I'm going to stop there and not read the rest, Len, because I want to hear it in your own words. So Len, talk to us. And then Pam, you're ready to, ready to agree or disagree. I'm waiting for it. Okay, Len, go ahead. Okay, so I'm going to talk about the positive, and then I'm going to talk about the challenge. So Mm -hmm. if I look at the positive, and this goes back to cloud mindset, one of the aspects you want to take on as an organization if you go cloud is is what I refer to as the cycle of innovation. And I know that term has been around for a while. What I mean by that is Mm -hmm. cloud solutions are going to be offering new capability on a regular basis, whether it's every quarter, every year, et cetera. And they come And one of the things you want to do if you're in this cloud mindset is take advantage of those. If you're not, you're losing the value of being in a cloud solution. So these new innovations take place. Use them. Leverage them. Exploit the system. That's why you put it in, to get those values. And they come, and you want to leverage it. That's the speed aspect of it. You don't do upgrades every five years. You do them as they come out. Take it. Use it. Change your organization. Adopt it. Get the value. That speed to value is something that cloud delivers and you want to take advantage of it. Now, let's talk about that on the other side. Here's the challenge of it. Your organization may not be prepared for it, but there's things you can do to prepare. And that's what I I want to talk about, just a couple of things you can do to prepare for speed. Number one, in your first, if you go into the implementation, just right away, prepare your data. Even as you're doing other things, you can prepare your data. The data conversion aspect needs to go quickly. And so you can do and take steps very pragmatically at the beginning of your project to prepare for that. Now, the other things that I would do, two other recommendations. Prepare your company to make decisions. Every company has a culture, a way of doing things. And do you make decisions quickly or do they take time? Understand your organization, understand your business culture, and prepare for that. Teach it, train people, help them, even give a new way to make decisions. How do we do that? Governance structure can really help you accomplish that. And the other thing that I would consider as you prepare for speed, is especially, you know, we talked about journey and leveraging these things. So preparing for that speed also means bringing in potentially a skill set you haven't considered in the past, which is a change manager on a regular basis to adopt it, right? Because now the system can be delivering it, but if you don't have the change management discipline inside your organization to accept those new things, you're not gonna get the value. So again, these are things you can do as an organization to prepare for that speed of technology. It's it's that business meets technology and you have to be prepared and ready for it. Thank you, very interesting. A lot of that was a loaded statement in there. Pamela, Pam, what do you think? Agree yeah. or disagree? Pick on anything. The speed, the change management, the people aspect, the phases, the 
Get ready for it. It's going to happen on a regular basis. Not, okay, we'll update every five years. Pam, go ahead. Yours. Absolutely. One of the things that really I'm passionate about that, that Lynn said was around that change management and it's a journey. So you really need to invest. It's not a, a one and done. It's not that you do it at the beginning of an implementation and then you're done. But I really love that aspect of really thinking about new roles and the uh, importance of change management continually throughout the business, as the business grows, as the business transforms. One of the key important things that we need to do is to ensure in our companies that our employees can envision the value of the change and how this would really, really help them to better execute their roles and get benefit from that role. So I just wanted to you know, applaud Lynn <laughs> uh, with regard to really emphasizing that uh, change management is, is a journey. It goes back to people, doesn't it? Lynn, go yes. ahead, please. Yeah. yeah, I want to jump on that one statement. I love that vision to value mm-hmm. because one of the ways in which you help people adopt change is you help them see the value. Mm-hmm. How, why should I consider this change? Why, why, you know, is it good for me? And helping them see the vision of that value for themselves, for their group, for the organization is a key aspect of change management. Love that statement. I'm going to steal that one, Pam. <laughs> Wait, she's going to trademark it before the end of the show. <laughs> Pam, go ahead. You can take a minute. It, it, and also, what we haven't mentioned is the workforce is changing. Mm-hmm. We're not going to talk about the pandemic and people working from home and job situations and tech going through all kinds of changes and crunching right now. That's We're not talking about that. But the idea that people want to work for a company that mirrors their values. We're talking about sustainability. We're talking about kindness. We're talking about human humanity. We're talking about some kind of level of, of corporate altruism and doing good. And if people understand the value of why a company is moving to the cloud and the benefits at those levels, that may help to enhance their ability to attract talent. Anybody want to disagree with me? Feel, feel free. What do you think? Because we're talking about people. Pam? I completely agree. I, can, I mean, as you were talking, all those things are, are really important. The sustainability aspect, the corporate responsibility uh, in communities. And, you know, one of the things we've seen just through, you know, recent years is, is the focus on uh, executing work in different ways. You know, we're used mm-hmm. to the hard brick and mortar buildings and more and more the aspect of executing your role is happening more virtually. And we can see the evolution and transformation of our cloud solutions with regard to really emphasizing collaboration, which is really important, and 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 really the the, the balance too, the work life balance being very important as well. Thank you very much, Len. Anything you want to say about that? Yeah, I think that with sustainability and social awareness, those those are the two big ones, and they really came out during the pandemic. Yes. And one of the things that I appreciate about that is that it it also raised awareness of values and culture in general, mm-hmm. right? Because values and culture have been around since th- there have been people, but maybe we weren't bringing them up and, and making them as aware. It's always been there, but maybe we just didn't pay attention to it. So these two aspects of, of value and culture have really brought an awareness across the whole. And that's what I appreciate because, you know, when I look at dealing with uh, my own organization and my customers, I'm looking for respect. I'm looking for openness. I'm looking for integrity and all of those aspects of value and culture along with sustainability and social awareness. And I think that just awareness of the whole is is one of the things that uh, has been really beneficial from this. Trust, respect, value. 
We've got a lot, of, a lot of list of advantages here. Pam, I'm going to go to your statement number three. I think some of the concerns may be public cloud, shared infrastructure. Well, we're not talking about security yet, and I don't know if we'll get to that today, but mm-hmm. the idea that am I going to be like everybody else? I'm sharing the same updates. I'm sharing the same software. Is it, what is my, how does my company get to be me? So here's your statement, and you can expand this, please. You say companies are looking for solutions built on best practices. Okay coupled with their own secret sauce, meaning competitive differentiators. This is how companies make their mark on their market. Pam, how do you do that when you're in the public cloud? Go ahead. Yeah, so this is really important. So, you know, Lynn talked about fit to standard and some examples of best practices are in like best practices relating to the billing process, to the order to cash process. Um, for an example, to project execution, companies are looking for that. They don't want to have to start from the beginning. They would love. They want to know what what broadly are other companies doing, and 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 I I accept those practices, and want to implement those quickly into my business. But they also want to ensure that they are able to execute that what I call secret sauce or competitive differentiators that makes them the company that they are. So what's so nice about our public cloud solutions that are out there is you can have a fit to standard, but you can also extend the solution with your own special uh, you know, coding, you can keep that core, what we call clean, so you can innovate and accept innovation on a routine basis, but also do a little bit of feature customization. Maybe you have a special report that you like that has some special information about your business that you want to highlight. You can actually adopt that. Maybe you have a specific process where you're actually you're wanting to incorporate some dimensions of your business timeline into that special process. You can do that customization. And so that's why I think it's really important for companies out there to really understand that just because they're going to a fit to standard solution doesn't mean that they completely give up their ability to have that competitive differentiation. I think that's really the power of public cloud is that you're able to, to do that. The other thing that you had highlighted in your in beginning statement around we have mm-hmm. private cloud, we have public cloud, we have hybrid cloud. Just wanted to highlight a little bit about that hybrid cloud scenario too. So we have companies, like we've highlighted, it's a journey. Customers, I mean, our companies have different things that they're interested in. So you also have the possibility of having a private cloud solution coupled with a public cloud solution that can also help you make your your secret sauce. Thank you. Secret sauce, Lynn Harms, what do you think? Comments? Yeah, being the engineering type I am, I'm going to throw numbers at this because I think there's an important aspect to this, and it comes from balance. If you consider the fit to standard and then the secret sauce, I would challenge any organization to make sure you create a metric around. For instance, now I'll use numbers. Let's say you have 60 practices, processes you're going to use in your fifth standard. If you take 58 and put them in your secret sauce, you're, you're no longer fifth standard. You, you, you're now doing everything custom. Well, then public cloud may not be the right choice for you. However, if you take of those 60 and say, let's say 90, 90%, 54 of them, we're going to use fit to standard. We're going to use the value of the cloud. We're going to make sure we can innovate quickly. We're going to use standard training. We're going to get all the benefits mm-hmm. of speed of those 54. We now have six that are our secret sauce. And that's where we are going to 
really make a difference in the market. Perfect. And I'm not saying it's 90%, but there's a number. And I, and I think one of the things organizations have to do is set up a governance to make sure they hold to that. Because if you don't, you again, defeat the value of fit to standard because there is value in that. And you don't want to defeat it, right? It's a balance and, you, and governance is a really good thing to make sure you're not going beyond it. So I would suggest a numbers are a good thing. Create some kind of metric, some kind of KPI as you go into your project, as you go into your journey to make sure you're holding yourself accountable to actually getting the value. Don't defeat the value. Don't defeat the value. I'm watching Pam. Her eyes are going up and she's thinking, hmm, what do I think about this? <laughs> Pam, I'm, I'm watching. It's like a thought bubble over your head. It's like, yeah. No, I, I, I love that Lynn put a, the emphasis on the number because that's mm-hmm. so important. And, and it just made me reflect back on the prior comments we were talking about the change management. Because you really need to kind of make sure that front and center that number is known and that you're guiding those decisions and that emphasis on the governance model is really important. And, and I had noted just, you know, also make sure you're using a proven implementation methodology and that you are driving to those standards and that you always have a clear view of your end, end goal in the sense of this is what we're trying to achieve. This is why we've selected a public cloud solution. This is the value that we embrace that we're going to get out of this solution. And then this is where we want to differentiate. I love the number. That's great. Thank you. Len, we appreciate that. Bring out that engine, bring out that inner engineer. We appreciate that. Len, I'm looking at your last statement and it's about standards. So what I'm going to, and I, I think we've discussed that. So there's one statement left we haven't covered. Pam, it's your number four. Let's go back to this and then we'll wrap up. You say a company can grow without limits. Gain top line, bottom line, green line benefits by moving to a public cloud solution. Here are the key advantages, and let's let's kick this around a little bit. You say include real-time business insights. I don't think we've talked about that. Increased innovation, we covered that a little. Lower costs, need to talk about that. Faster time to value and on-demand scalability benefits. Pick one or two of those, Pam, and then Len can take a couple, and let's just go on with those benefits, and then we will conclude. Pam, please. Um, yeah, so so one of the key advantages of public cloud is real-time business insights, so that automation across the business, but also having those insights literally immediately. So you can make those decisions quickly. A, a lot of uh, uh, applications that our companies are coming from has some manual aspects to the application. Maybe they're getting uh, information delayed a day later. But with computing, you can be processing all the time. So that information is readily available to you. And then you can use that information to make uh, business decisions, which is really, really important. Around the lower cost and faster time to value, one thing I like to emphasize is, is, yes, the benefit of public cloud is the lower cost, lower cost of the infrastructure and to, and to maintain that infrastructure, which allows our, our people in our business units to have more capacity to focus on business outcomes and the business. So that, that's, that's the vision and the beauty of, of those lower costs. And as a result of that, they're getting a faster time to value. So those are some of the key tenets of the vision and the reality of moving to a public cloud solution. Let's continue this with Lynn Harms. Lynn, you want to add some to that list, please? Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to build on I'm going to come back to one of my favorite topics, which is fit to standard. And again, because mm-hmm. it's so critical and, and I don't think we can overemphasize it. If you want to get that insight, you've got to use fit to standard. Otherwise, you've got to build the insight. So 
This comes back to speed and value. If you use the fit to standard, then you can get to the data and you can make decisions. As soon as you go off fit to standard, you've got to build all those things and it takes time. Plus, consider what happens. We, we talk about the, this innovation cycle and, and you, you have these new innovations that come out with the clog solution. Part of having it low cost is the fact that I don't need to recreate testing every single time. So very pragmatically, when there's an upgrade, I don't need to have a team of testers running through every iteration and enhancement. There's a cost to doing that. I take the standard and as soon as the standard comes out, I, I have automated tests, it tests it, I do my little secret sauce thing, and away I go. So part of the, the cost, if you look at that lower cost, is I don't have to have training teams redo material every other day. I don't have to have teams doing all my testing. I don't have to worry about errors in my integration. Those are some of the very pragmatic ways in which I save money by using cloud. Thank you very much. I'm I'm enjoying hearing the expertise and the experiences from both of you because you've been in the trenches for, for a long time and you really get this. So what I'd like to do next is very briefly before we wrap up, get a prediction. I mentioned this to you on our prep call last week, mm-hmm. a brief prediction on anything to do with public cloud. Pam and Len, why will, when will, how will, which companies will move to public cloud? Will there be a, a, a new trend in the marketplace? Because everybody is going to listen to the, the two of you and me when this show airs in early March of 2023. And they're going to say, wow, I didn't realize that. I've got to go get the public cloud today. What have I been waiting for? Why have I been holding? So <laughs> any, any kind of prediction you'd like to share we might hold you to it in six months to a year. Just be warned. Uh, Pam, you go first about public cloud. What do you see in the crystal ball, Pam? In my crystal ball, I, I see the cost of entry for an ERP solution going down. Secondly, I see the emphasis of public cloud solutions to broaden to broader industries, particularly like the education industry, for an example, the retail industry. So I see that as well happening. And and I think there will continue to be greater emphasis on collaboration and how we work today and and making that even more slick as as we continue with public health. So I know it's more than one prediction, but those are the things I'm seeing. Oh, no, I loved it. There was no limit on that. Thank you. Len, (laughs) predictions, please. Yeah, standardization. Let's just think of that really small thing of the standardization of the cable, right? With phones, came out of your... Right, We all have to use the same type of adapter so that we can move. And I think the hybrid cloud is a reality. And there will be a push to standardize so that our cloud solutions can work in that hybrid landscape with, without all of the, even the burden of connecting them. So I, I see standardization coming. And I think uh, Europe has shown a propensity to drive towards that. So I would even go so far as to say, I think we'll see a push out of that. Thank you very much. I want to do some gratitude statements here. Thank you again to to Lucas Gascudo at SAP, the showrunner and sponsor of Ready, Set, Transform, Rise with SAP, presented by Lucas. I cannot compliment you enough on your selection of Pamela Chance and Len Harms to be our, our special speakers, our experienced experts today on our topic of 
is Public Cloud right for any company listening around the world? But I really appreciated, Pam and Len, to two of you, appreciate how much you've shared. And in a short period of time, we covered a lot of territory on a very big topic. And I think, and I, I appreciate that. Also, a shout out to Matt Widener at Voice America. We are going to be airing this show on the Voice America Business Channel March 1st. So if you're listening... It will be March 1st when you hear my voice. And there you go. We're recording this in mid-February. I'm Bonnie D. Bonnie D. Graham, signing off for another very interesting. You kept me interested, Pam and and (laughs) Len. And I've heard a lot of this on a lot of these business shows I host for SAP. And this was really, I'm going to say, captivating hearing the two of you speak with your passion. Len, you talked about passion in the beginning. Having a passion for a topic makes it different from just a webinar. We don't read slides. We talk about. And I appreciate both of you. Bonnie D. signing off. Thanks again for tuning in to Ready, Set, Transform, presented by RISE with SAP. To keep the conversation going, tweet your questions and comments using the hashtag RiseWithSAP, that's R-I-S-E-W-I-T-H-S-A-P, or email bonnie.d.graham at voiceamerica.com, that's B-O-N-N-I-E dot D dot G-R-A-H-A-M at voiceamerica.com. Please join host Bonnie D. Graham again on the Business Channel. We wish you a great week.